Annihilation. 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 One minute at a time. <laughs> Move him into the sun. Gently its touch awoke him once. At home, whispering of fields unsung, always it woke him even in France. Until this morning and this snow. If anything might rouse him now, the kind old sun will know. Think how it wakes the seeds. Woke once the clays of a cold star. Our limbs so dear achieved, our sides full nerved, still warm, too hard to stir. Was it for this the clay grew tall? Oh, what made fatuous sunbeams toil to break earth's sleep at all? Wilfred Owens, Futility. Before we get back to Kane, we're still with Lena in Ventress's office. Lena has just turned to face Ventress after looking out the window. She is lit mostly from behind, the sunset through the shimmer. She ended last minute saying, you said nothing comes back. Lena, but something, something has. Close on Ventress. Dr. Ventress. Yes. Second seven cut to Interior Southern Reach Facility Medical Center. Day. The script says, Kane lies on a bed surrounded by the tubes, lines, and the machinery of life support. His skin is almost the color of ivory. Importantly, we are close on Kane's tattoo on the cut. A stylized black bear on the front of his left shoulder. Minutes 54 to 55, there will be an actual black bear, of course. More obviously, more famously, it will return minutes 73 to 77. But will it even be real? Consider. The other notable tattoo seen in the film is an Ouroboros in a figure 8. A snake infinitely eating itself. In Lena's scenes with Lomax, it is her tattoo. When the women are in their rowboats, that tattoo is Anya's. But in the video they find of Kane's group of soldiers, it is Meyer's tattoo. Which doesn't jive with the script, it should be noted, because Anya has that tattoo before she enters the Shimmer. Then again, maybe, like Lena, she has been drawn to the Shimmer because she had a prior relationship with a soldier, Meyer. And they had matching tattoos. The Shimmer reflects, refracts, and duplicates. The black bear will itself contain a partial human face on the side of its own, and it will cry out for help in the voice of Cass after it killed her off-screen. What if there was no black bear in the first place? The mangled black bear with its disfigured face could be a manifestation pulled from Kane's mind, modeled after the image on Kane's shoulder. Or it is simply foreshadowing, posing as coincidence. Kane has ECG wires attached, and he breathes through a breathing tube. These things are clear white and green. I thought this might be another instance of the English filming locations creeping in, but cannot confirm that they use green wires and tubes like this. It may simply be an aesthetic choice of Southern Reach and or the Annihilation production team. His eyes are closed, and they appear bruised and partially encrusted. Lena, off screen. He's, He's dying. dying. In the film, Lena stands behind glass alongside Ventress. They view Kane from a distance. And it must point out that Kane's room, Lena's room from before, and Lena's room later with Lomax all seem behind the scenes to be the same room redressed. But let us follow the script forward before we get to Lena's exchange with Ventress. His heartbeat monitor shows four beats per minute. Lena stands beside him. She exhales and steam wreathes her. Dr. Ventress watches from behind an observation window. The edges of the glass are frosted with ice crystals. Lena reaches for Kane's hand, holds it. A tear slips out of her eye and freezes on her cheek. Interior Southern Reach Facility slash Medical Center, day. Lena joins Dr. Ventress on her side of the observation window. Lena, 
How long can you keep him alive like this? Dr. Ventress. If he could stay here, maybe months. But I'm afraid there's a complication. The shimmer will soon extend to where we're standing right now. The facility is preparing to relocate. Mina. And he won't survive the move. Dr. Ventress. No. A beat. Dr. Ventress. Continued. I don't think either of us will, as it happens. Lena, what do you mean? Dr. Ventress. Southern Reach has failed in its objectives, and I'm about to be relieved of command. Before that happens, I'm authorized a final mission into Area X, and this time, I'm going to lead it. Dr. Ventress pauses. Dr. Ventress. Continued. I'm like you, Lena. The cancer may be terminal, but I need to know. I need to see what happened in the lighthouse with my own eyes. Lena processes, then speaks. Lena, when do you leave? Dr. Ventress, tomorrow morning. Lena, how many in the team? Dr. Ventress, four. Lena looks evenly at the doctor. Lena, five. Beat. Dr. Ventress, Lena? Lena cuts in. He's my husband. He's dying. Dr. Ventress, and you'll go in there and find a cure? I think the chances are slim. Lena, chances are zero if I don't even try. I owe it to him. Dr. Ventress echoes. You owe it. Lena, yes. Beat. Dr. Ventress. Well, in any case, it's not simply a question of your motivation. There are processes to observe, evaluations, and... Lena cuts in. While the facility remains under your command, the way you structure the team is your business. Dr. Ventress knows she has been quoted from her exchange with the Spec Ops captain, but isn't quite sure how it could have happened. She smiles, faintly. Dr. Ventress. Good point. Beat. Dr. Ventress continued. I have to admit... A biologist would be an ideal addition to the expedition's skill set, and the team is shorthanded. Given the track record, it hasn't been easy to find volunteers. Lena waits, letting the doctor talk herself round. Dr. Ventress continued, If you were to join us, I don't think it would be wise to explain your connection to the previous mission. It might not be helpful to the group dynamic. Lena turns to the glass, looks back at the near motionless body of her husband. Lena, whatever it takes. Cut to... Let us not get ahead of ourselves. Or ahead of the film. The script cuts to a firing range where we meet the other women, but it will be a few minutes before Lena meets them in the film, and there will be no firing range. It will be a few minutes before Lena will volunteer to enter the Shimmer. Instead, she talks to Ventress outside Kane's room. Second 14. Lena, off screen. He's dying. Angle from left, behind Ventress and Lena, outside Kane's room. This is where it feels obvious that the production only had one of these rooms to use. Kane's room, like Lena's, like the interrogation room, has that metal segment of wall with the drinking fountain slash sink and the toilet alcove in the corner past that. Here, we might not immediately notice these details because in the middle of the room, between us and that back wall is a rectangular plastic tent over Kane's hospital bed. Several monitors sit on a rack beyond the tent, and a technician in white is doing something at the right edge of the room, his back to us. But Kane's containment tent is the interesting visual to me because unlike many such tents in film, this one has a bottom that is not on the floor. At this initial angle from outside the room, we can see this tent frame has its own wheels and a plastic bottom that is several inches off the ground. This was made to be wheeled into place around a hospital bed, perhaps. And this facility was not readily prepared for quarantining a shimmer explorer who might return. Dr. Ventress. Yes. Angle on Lena and Ventress from the right. Their poses are similar, hands together in front of their chest. Ventress is reflected in the metal frame and glass of the observation wall. More medical equipment is visible at the left end of Keane's room. Dr. Ventress continued. We, we need, need to come, come to an, to an agreement, agreement. about what to do, to do with you. you. 
Angelon Ventress and Lena from the left. A guard is visible behind them by the double doors that lead to the larger facility. Lena, you're, you're not, not going, going to let them go home. Angelon Ventress from right past Lena. She was not looking at Lena before. Now she looks at her and she crosses her arms. Dr. Ventress, is that what you want? To go home? Angelon Lena from left past Ventress. Ventress is barely in the frame. Lena is now reflected in the glass. Lena, no. I want to be with him. Second 43, Angelon Kane. We can see a Drager brand blood pressure cuff on his right arm. His breathing tubes and wires. He breathes deep. Second 49, the shimmer. No obvious indication of the ground below or the trees beyond, just the oily translucence of its border filling the frame. Second 54, angle on, and it is hard to know what we are looking at at first. A skylight in the bedroom ceiling of Kane's and Lena's home that feels at first like a strange picture frame. Centered in the frame, it doesn't even take up a third of the screen. Through the glass, a partly cloudy sky, a waxing gibbous moon. The most obvious clouds are at the bottom left, appropriately, thematically, overlaying the reflection of Kane's abdomen. The moon is directly above the reflection of Lena's head in the top right quadrant of the window. The position will not be clear until the angle changes, but Kane has one arm under and around Lena, and both of her hands are touching his hand above her chest. Adding to the initial impression that this is a picture frame, neither Kane nor Lena seem to move at all before second 58, we angle across Lena on Kane. Before she speaks, time runs out for this minute. We spoke. What was it we said? Wordlessly watching, he waits by the window and wonders at the empty place inside. Thank you.